It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Blue Lagoon wasn't the best movie made in 1980, but it sure was one of the most memorable and the most made fun of. This movie also proves that sexual tension will always, always get the best of you. Oh, that's so creepy to even think about. This is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. The Blue Lagoon is about kids who are cousins who are shipwrecked on an island together and find a way to survive. And have sex and have a baby and figure all that stuff out by themselves. <sighs> um, it's, yeah, so... It's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, this is disgusting, but... But... Because, the sto- <laughs> but because of the story of how it is, how they're kids and, like, and they kind of live together and they don't know anything about... Um, like sex. Well, sex, but also puberty and how it affects everything and ha- like all of the sexual, you know, like masturbation doesn't know how that works either. Doesn't know how making kids works. Mm-hmm. So you will be surprised, really, to find out that they get pregnant. <laughs> well, you know, it, so this this is based on a book that was written in 1903. And, you know, it, in a Victorian era situation, you know, they certainly wouldn't be talking about sex to kids, yeah. uh, but they also had no problem with cousins getting married. In fact, you know, maybe preferable. Uh, I mean, you yeah. know, Gone with the Wind, Ashley marries Melanie, who's his cousin. And that kind of thing was like expected. Hey, you know, she's family, so I got to marry her. <laughs> You're supposed to love everyone in your family, aren't you? <laughs> oh, so I know. It's so creepy for us to watch this now. And by the way, it was it was creepy in 1980. So a lot No, of- what's creepy about it is that Brooke Shields is 14, naked in every other scene with an 18-year-old as the person that she's doing sex scenes with. As a 14-year-old, by the way, 14, you know, if it's been a while and you're you're not sure, 8th grade. 8th grade is basically 14 years old. Mm-hmm. It is really... Freshman year. So the thing that you got to know about this is that, number one, even though we talk about how, you know, how different things were in the 80s and what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable, this was not acceptable in 1980. It was not acceptable for a 14-year-old to be seen naked uh it was not okay for a 14 year old to be having a sex scene with an 18 year old it was not okay um you know to have a movie where the cousins were hooking up and you know having sex and getting pregnant it was a huge scandal but it does play into what was going on in the 80s um which was this in film, they did have a couple of things going on at the same time. Sort of the rise of this erotica, like sexy filmmaking, like Body Heat. And, you know, they, they had a, a lot of films that were just dripping with sex. And, you know, they weren't porn, but there was a lot of sex happening. There was usually nudity because 
as we discussed before, there's that, that was kind of the way that was like as good as it was going to get unless you opened a nudie magazine, unless you went to a theater to go watch actual people having sex. Like, Which is awkward. <laughs> but this was more in the realm of like art and entertainment. And then you could watch people having sex and, and you know, lots of boobs and yeah. stuff. I'm glad they didn't show like they showed like him lightly kissing Brooke Shields, but mm-hmm. they didn't show like anything like. Like, you know, yeah, they tend to like, you know, they handled their child sex tastefully. Right, right. Yeah. Although there is a scene where Emmeline, Brooke Shields character, has stepped on a fish and it's poisoned her. And as he's trying to revive her, he is like, you know, rubbing down her boobs. I mean, (laughs) it's like, is that necessary? I don't know. I don't think it is. Uh, But but that was going on at the same time that we had these stories being made that were about uh about teenagers, you know, this is the ri- part of the rise of, of films for and about teens. It was rated R. The person who directed this film, Randall Kleiser, is known for Grease. This was his follow-up to Grease. <laughs> he has the biggest movie of the 70s, and he makes Blue Lagoon <laughs> afterward. And he said, I found this interview from People Magazine where he says, I hope parents will take their kids to see this. Why? To teach them to have sex? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Mom, I have some questions. Let me go take you to this movie. Um, Even though they don't, ex- no, they don't <laughs> explain anything that's going on. She gets her period, and he's like, why were you bleeding like that? Were you hurt? And she's like, I really don't know. I have no idea. He's like, why are you lying to me? I never keep secrets from you. She's like, I have no idea what's... Why are you yelling at me? Yeah. She has no clue what's happening. Yeah. They actually never explain anything. Well, they don't explain way. how she gets pregnant, even though we all know how she gets pregnant. Right. But they don't put that together. Yeah. They never figured that out. No. Well, I think that... I th- That, to me, is the credit of the film. The credit of the film is... I mean, first of all, okay, I have to say, like... I feel like the idea of how children would survive on an island, you know, we, you know, they were given the tools and the understanding yeah. through Patty, the, um, to survive, the, but not the any cook of who stuff. winds up, you know, <laughs> on the island with them once they're shipwrecked. He kind of shows them, and um, so they have an understanding of how to take care of themselves through that. So it's like, okay, but how would they manage? And I think that's interesting. And I think the idea of, you know, them not knowing anything about sex or puberty or, you know, periods or any of that is is good too. Like I think, but it's just that everything about the movie focuses on it. I mean, there's, that's almost all there is. It's so focused on the sexuality and less about yeah. the survival. Yeah. Which but, I no, think they don't really focus that much about the survival. Like the only thing they focus on is like how he's like, Oh, I'm such a good hunter. I can catch fish. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's all they really do. But like, it's just basically Lord of the Flies, except with girls involved and longer well, a times. girl and a boy. But yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Okay, so we had these two things: the teen film and the erotica type film that were happening at the same time. This movie brings them together, and you know, we we start to see more of these teen sex films. This was a dramatic one. But the other thing is Brooke Shields. I mean, I don't know. What do you think of when you think of Brooke Shields right now? I think of an actress that usually plays like a bitchy boss. Uh Uh-huh. Like a very high up 
high-end boss yeah or something that's yelling at everybody that's what i see her but like in this movie she's beautiful like oh she's my absolutely gosh. beautiful yeah she she was i mean she um she is she has really become this comedic actress she makes furniture commercials you know <laughs> she's been the face of uh you know put out a book about postpartum depression that really got the dialogue going and so it's it's interesting that that's how i now think of her is sort of in that realm but she was, you know, the Selena Gomez of the late 70s and early 80s. I mean, she was this teen star. But how she got there is um, she did these very sexually provocative um, photos and commercials and movies all when she was young. It's gross. I mean, it's it's gross. Not that I blame her. I mean, I blame her mother, you know, her mother who had to be saying okay to this and Hollywood who presented it. It's so, you know, when she, she was most known for like kind of what broke her out on the scene was when she was 12, she was in this independent film called Pretty Baby, where she played the daughter of a prostitute in a whorehouse and they were auctioning off her virginity. And she is fully naked in that film. And she's 12. But that wasn't the first time. Um, when she was 10, she was in a Playboy publication called Sugar <laughs> and Spice, totally naked, 10 years old, in a bathtub, full um, full makeup, uh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And then uh, and then they make this movie, and the mom's like, well, it's tastefully done. Brooke Shields had to go in front of Congress and testify that they were using body doubles on her, that it was an adult who was on all of those nude scenes. I but mean, that's not true. I mean, some of we them We know are that's like, not true. There's some of them where she's... It's her face. Yeah. And it's her body. Yeah. Like, in the, in the water... But even in the Because they didn't water. have special effects to, at that <laughs> exactly. point where they could have morphed her face. They I, can't do that. And so they said, like, uh, you know, what I was reading was that they had um, basically put pasties over her breasts and then... And then glued her hair down. But I say besides that, she's a 14-year-old in a sex scene with an 18-year-old. Now I'm going to make this even grosser for you, okay? (laughs) And that is that the director and her mother wanted it to be real. They wanted the chemistry to be authentic. So the director put her photo above Christopher Atkins' bed, like, you know, in the weeks before he met met her so that he would see her and fall in love with her. That was the idea. Again, he's 18, <laughs> she's 14. And then and then the mother had them when they when they all got together and he was staying apparently in a tent uh on the beach cuz and then they had a bungalow and she had Chris Fratkins come stay in their bungalow like to try and create a romance. And it did create a romance. And they had a romance. And then apparently after a few weeks, it fizzled out. But, um, you know, I'm just like, what? How is everybody okay with this? And he's just talking to People Magazine and, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, wait, guys, this is, I think this is illegal. I don't think you could do this. This is not okay. Mm -mm. But for them to even try to drum up a relationship between a 14 and 18-year-old to make it authentic. But anyway, so Brooke Shields also had... um, the next year she did Endless Love, and then she did this famous Calvin Klein commercial that was very sexy, where she's only wearing the jeans, and no top, and she says, you know, what comes between me and my Calvins? Nothing. You know, the implication of yeah. she's not wearing any underwear and all that. I don't know. It was gross, you know? And so um, she had done some anti-smoking commercials, and Congress, like, 
pulled them and, and they said, you're not a good role model. <laughs> and, but I think She's that when, like, well, I'm 14. <laughs> well, what I want to get into with what's wrong with your parents is how, you know, this is what was being put upon young girls like myself, you know, who were growing up at this era. So the idea was that Brooke Shields is the most beautiful creature. Not only is she the most beautiful child, she's the most desired child. The idea that you are supposed to be sexy and desirous and that that's your main, you know, that that it, that is what you exist to do while also being innocent because she was famously a virgin. And so it was kind of like the whole Britney Spears thing, which I think you were actually maybe too young to even nope. remember all that and Jonas Brother rings and stuff. But it was, <laughs> but she was famously, so while she's putting out this very sexual image that is being cultivated by adults and uh, she's saying, but I'm a virgin. So it's this, I'm supposed to be super sexual and I'm supposed to make you feel these feelings about me, but... I'm really innocent. But that's, isn't that every guy's dream? Well, maybe because of all of the stuff they dream. Because no guy likes whores, but they like girls who are sexy. But oh. whores? No, no, no. Sluts? Uh, no. I don't think so. I would never give anything up to a slut. I maybe screw with her two times and then never talk to her again. But if it's like virgin stuff, like okay, guys, guys are I'm... more into it and like feel more personal. But I feel like you're playing into it by even saying that. So, you no, know, well, that's what they say. That's what right, boys are like. Right. Right. And I think that this is where I don't know. I mean, we've had oh, society has just played games with us for so long. I feel like in the 20s, it was kind of OK for everybody just to be having sex. But I could be wrong. Obviously, I wasn't there. <laughs> and then and then this like conservatism comes over in the 50s. It's, you know, hardcore and then at the late 60s it's kind of okay everybody's back to just having sex and we're okay with it and it's cool and then the 80s come along and um and we're back to slut shaming and putting that upon people and i feel like we still have the residual effects of that i mean ultimately wouldn't the world operate better if we could love who we wanted to love without judgment and when we felt we were ready to have sex with someone and they were ready that we had sex and people wouldn't judge us for that and feel like the world would be a better place. I think we've all been trying to say that for quite some time now. Yeah. Quite some time. Yeah. Starting probably in the 70s and 80s. <laughs> um, but I do want to say that you called Brooke Shields the Selena Gomez of your time. You know the Cinderella story with Selena Gomez and uh, Drew, I forget his last name. Yeah. So in that, they're they're lovers, right? And they make out a lot. Wait, they're lovers, as in they have sex. And in, in the oh, movie, it, right, right. They they like in the are blue dating. Mm -hmm. No, the Cinderella story okay. with Selena Gomez, yeah, and Drew. Mm -hmm. Okay, in that movie, she is sixteen and he's like twenty five. Yeah, and they make out multiple times. Yeah, you. Yeah, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> Um, my other concern about the film is that Brooke Shields, the nudity that we see with Christopher Atkins and Brooke Shields and the sexuality isn't all, right? We've got the little girl yeah. and the little boy who are shirtless and pantsless the whole time. I mean, besides the fact of what kind of, you know, what happened to them in school later, who knows how made but fun I, of they got, you but, know? Okay, but here's the thing. 
like again with the um it's it's because they don't know what they're doing they have they they weren't told any better with the naked thing if i was like 10 it looked like they were around nine eight nine ten if i was on an island and i only had one pair of clothes you would go in the water naked well, I know for sure you would because you you prefer to be naked. <laughs> but I'm saying like if they grew up like that, they don't have bathing suits. No, like you know, yeah, like, yeah. I no, I don't think I'm judging the situation. I'm judging it, but I'm also not judging it that hard. I'm not judging the situation. I'm judging the directorial choice. Right. And I <clears throat> this is where you get into the debate, right? Okay, so number one, I feel for the actor and actress who were just children and were put in a position where they were filming filmed, yeah. uh, being completely naked. I think now we have a better consciousness of um, pedophilia and that we don't want to put those materials out because there's a bunch of pervs who are going to use it for gross purposes that these children shouldn't be supplying, especially because children aren't able to make their own decisions. You know, exactly. their parents make their decisions. And, um, and you know, there were choices like where the little girl was shirtless when the when – the you know, young Richard is wearing a tank top and she's running around shirtless. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> you know, as a director, I think you could have not done that. OK, so we can agree that the situation, if it were real, that they're running around naked is not only OK, it's, you know, to some degree beautiful that they don't have that self-awareness, that they could yeah. be comfortable um, being like that. But then we get into, but is that appropriate to put into a film for public consumption? And then let's say if you say, well, but it's art and shouldn't you depict art, you know, in the way that you feel, then is there a qualifier that it has to be good? Because if the movie's terrible and you've subjected these children to this for your art and then you make a piece of crap, then like, yeah. I don't know. Are there three different standards here? No, I think it's either a good movie, it's a bad movie, or it's uh, perverted. Yeah, right. I, I think this is a this is a good like two lines in between each of them. What do you mean, two lines? Like there's this, this, and this, and there's uh -huh. two it's, two barriers. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, what did you think it was a good movie? I mean, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Like I was very like. Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. That sexual tension was killing me. Yeah. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did read somebody, uh, some reviewer talking about that, that really, you know, why are we so worried about Brooke Shields? Christopher Atkins is the one who's being, you know, ogled and sexualized yeah. in the film. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I think I feel strongly that we shouldn't put children ever in the situation of uh -oh. being naked on film and you know no. I just don't think there's a reason I mean even if you're doing something I, I got some criticism so I uh, review movies at Common Sense Media and I would just like to say there's people who come on there and they criticize the things you're like ugh, like do you not understand our job is to just tell parents what they may need to know if you don't agree <laughs> with it ignore it like it's fine but there's a movie that I think is terrible called High Life um, with Robert Pattinson, and I'm not a fan of the director, but um, and there's a scene where he's washing a baby, and you see the baby's vagina and, you know, the way he's washing her. So 
you know, of course, in my common sense media review, I just acknowledged that there was a naked baby, you know, in it. Just like, again, just telling parents might concern them, you know, what you need to know. Um, but my thought is, why did you have to do that angle? I mean, why? Knowing that there are, you know, sickos out there, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you, you know, and it's a baby. I, I just, I just don't think you need to do that. You don't. You know what a naked baby looks like from just the <laughs> the belly button up. Yeah, it would can be just a touch, just as touching of a scene yeah. without seeing, you know, the genitals. Right. Is is my opinion, and I just think it's it's like what well, we call them privates. They're they're private. They're exactly. for someone to decide on their own if that's what they want to show or not show. And I think the more interviews we get with actresses the more that we hear that they would really rather not yeah. be well, most, naked. Most of them say that they fought the directors. Yeah. Like, like even in um, Animal House. Yeah, in Animal House, where Karen Allen didn't want to show her butt, and John Landis is, like, insisting, and it's yeah. not in the script. Or, by the way, in since we're talking about children, in Splash... Yeah. Remember we yeah, talked about how about that. how the young actress who played young Madison um, was told, and her mother was there, but like you need to take your shirt off. And Ron Howard was like, "Time to take your shirt off," because she plays a Little Mermaid, and she didn't want to, and she yeah. was crying and upset. And the scene that we see where we think, "Wow, she's what a good actress." She's crying because she's sad the boat's going away, and she was sad because she wanted her mom, and she <laughs> wanted to put her shirt back on. Yeah. I mean, it's really devastating. Um, I mean. I just don't think we need to be putting that on kids. So for me, I just was really, I felt so protective of it. I don't know. For me, the whole movie was a cringe. I mean, I just felt so cringy about oh, the yeah. cousins hooking up. I felt cringy about the the kids running around naked and. Oh, yeah. No, this is a messed up movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just low key messed up because like they don't know any better. Right. Right. But I did think that was the part that. um you know, people talk about the bad acting in the film. There's no bad acting. Well, I don't know. I mean, Christopher. Christopher. I thought uh, Brooke Shields like pretty good, but mm-hmm. I thought Christopher Atkins was kind of. Eh. Yeah, I mean. And Patty, we couldn't understand <laughs> one word that came out of his mouth. I know he was. He was like everything he said was in pirate. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he said. Um, but but I think that what we forget about too is like I felt like the idea. This is the next question. For you. So they, the idea is, is that they haven't evolved as people because even though they've grown up, because they haven't been in school, they haven't been exposed to they other kids. They haven't been educated. Yeah, they haven't been educated in, in any way. So they still speak to each other like they're little kids. Um, and in the way that they, you know, I'm the spirit, you know, I'm the greatest fisherman and, and that kind of behavior and in sort of the childlike way they speak to each other. I think what I wonder is, would you naturally, would you naturally start speaking differently as you age? Or is it because you're exposed to other people that you, you develop a maturity in the way you speak? I think it's definitely, um, nature. Yeah. Yeah. Like nature versus nurture. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it is nurture. No, it would be, well, nature would be that you would evolve on your own. Yeah. And nurture would be that you were around other people well, and you picked it up. Well, they're alone in nature mm-hmm. evolving on their own. And they're not doing very well. So maybe it is nurture. Yeah. Because other people are nurturing you to be a normal person. <laughs> um, kind of. 
So more like bullying. Uh, so what did you, now you had pointed out when we were watching the film that, um, that they were great parents. Yeah. Like just because they're young doesn't mean they can't be good parents. Mm -hmm. They knew the basics feed. I mean, even though she didn't know that the baby needed to eat from her breasts. Yeah. But like after they figured that out, they realized it needs to eat and needs to pee and poop and needs to be washed. Yeah. And played with. Right. Just like they were. Right. Because that's all they know. So I think part of the idea of the film is this sort of nature approach to sex. And, I mean, what I kept saying during the film was it seems, all of this seems unlikely, and yet, you know, people figured it out at one point. (laughs) And somehow... You know, the turtles know how, and somehow animals know how, and there's just something that drives you to where you figure it out. Uh, There's so many women I know who, when you have your first baby in particular, usually you have a hard time, not everybody, but everybody I've ever talked to, getting breastfeeding going the first time can be challenging. In fact, your older brother, um, I mean, we were feeding him from a tube Uh, attached to my finger, you know, so that we could try and, you know, so I was pumping and we're trying to get him to breastfeed. And, and so the idea that the baby just pops on to the, (laughs) she didn't even realize she was lactating. Yeah. There's some, there's some moments that lack in reality, like her childbirth and, but you know, what is like reality? What? The fact that after they have sex the first time, Christopher is constantly Let's have sex again. Let's have sex again. Let's do it again. Oh, you're eating right now? No, I'm going to take the food out your mouth, set it down, and have sex with you. Well, oh, and they, so they're fighting nonstop. <laughs> and then as soon as they have sex. And everything's so perfect Everything's great. What a good message. All it takes, I mean, I feel like, well, a guy had to write that part. Well, okay. Okay, I mean, that the story was, I was thinking while they were fighting, just have sex and you'll be over it. <laughs> like, that's all, because they were they were just fighting because of the sexual tension. Mm-hmm. That's all they were fighting about. Mm-hmm. She's like, why do you look at my, my chest? You look at me like you did, like, the naked ladies. And he's like, yeah, just because it's ugly. <laughs> Like, he just did that, and then they had sex, and he was like, oh, wait, those are hot, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Take it back. Um, And then what about the scene where he hits her? Yeah, that was kind of like, ooh. But, I mean, she did knock him out with, like, a coconut or something. I don't, yeah, I was, I thought, is this because they're, you know, they're kids, and when you're kids, you slug, you know, you slug, hit, whatever, without all of the thoughtfulness about you're a boy, you're a girl, or is it because it's in the Victorian era and it was socially acceptable to smack your woman? Right. I think it was a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both. Because that's the only time he seems to hit her. And and you know why he hits her? Because she won't have sex with him. Well, that's... (laughs) And that's not I know, okay. but I'm just reminding you. <laughs> Is that, that the, it? Is yeah, they were fighting because he, she kissed him, and then she was like, and then he tried to, like, make out with her, and she was like, stop. And then, like, the next day, he was all confused and getting mixed signals, and then he was making fun of her and because of it, and she threw, like, a coconut or something at his head, and then he hit it. Or a rock or something. And then he fell. And then she was like, I'm so sorry. And then he gets up and slaps her. And he's like, what the heck? 
And then he stops talking to her from there on out until she gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And then they have sex. And then everything's fine. <laughs> Any Anything that you drew on from this film that kind of m- made you reflect on the 80s? No, because this book, this was a book that was written in, like, 1903, and mm-hmm. it, t- it takes place in, like, 1908, right? Yeah. So, no, not really. The only thing is, like, the 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 direction of it, like, how there's, nu- like, that much nudity in it, and how it portrays sex, and how they react to things because of it, but... Oh, and what did you think about the end? That was BS. <laughs> Like that was that was so annoying. Like, oh, we're all just gonna commit suicide by eating berries, and then my dad's gonna save us in the next five minutes, <laughs> and then we're not actually gonna die because we're stupid and we're told that random berries were poisonous berries. Yeah. Well, I I thought I, this wasn't necessarily a predominant um, thought that was going on in the eighties, but I in the early eighties in particular, but I thought you know, suicide. This, you know, it gets better. This is exactly why you don't commit suicide because right around the corner, there's a ship that's going to save you. <laughs> so you just have to wait because it's going to be epic. You just got to hang in there. I don't feel like waiting anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Blue Lagoon. Um, Brooke Shields is hot. Well, no, you can't say she's hot. She's 14. She's so beautiful, though. No, she's beautiful. She is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> all right. Like, that movie's... Everyone knows the blue... Like, just saying. Everybody knows the Blue Lagoon because of how beautiful Brooke Shields is in it. Because all of those photos are all on Instagram. Like, they'll just be, like, Brooke Shields in the Blue Lagoon. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, these beautiful photos of her, like, half-naked in nature, which is, like... It's super in right now. At least that's my favorite kind of photo is when mm-hmm. it's like kind of like half naked in nature and a shower and the water, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And she just looks perfect. Yeah. Because she looks like a tan nature girl that mm-hmm. everyone wants. Yeah. Yeah. She's gorgeous in that. Um, eyebrows perfectly shapen. <laughs> well, she was known for her eyebrows. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, she brought those kind of eyebrows into fashion right thick full With eyebrows Cara Delevingne what are you talking about well Cara Delevingne's known for her th- yeah she's blonde with thick right but we're talking 40 years later <laughs> 40 years later Cara's bringing him back uh alright so you know what we would love to hear what you think did we miss something are we wrong about something let us know you can leave it on the comment section on the uh 80smovieguide.com you know, backslash podcast (laughs) page of the Blue Lagoon. Or you can always just tell us on Twitter at 80s Movie Guide or on Facebook at 80s Movie Guide as well. And then maybe we'll think about it. If you want to see Riley doing her best Blue Lagoon, uh, best Brooke Shields impression, (laughs) we will will somehow get a photo that is age appropriate (laughs) and put it on our Instagram, which is also at 80s Movie Guide. I'm Tara McNamara. I'm Riley Roberts. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you later.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.